This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's gonna buy that. Is it a hit? Pat, you... how does your throat feel right now? It is raspy. It it feels a lot like um just like when you're trying to put your foot into, you know, a sock that's full with sand. That's how my throat feels. And uh ooh, I don't like it. But there's no other options. So it stays. You know, people have thought that way for years. You know, I got the sore throat, but I can't do anything about it. Well, you haven't heard of them for years, but here they are back advertising again. Ricola. I know what you're thinking. Hey, what happened to that big horn? Hey, did anyone hear him talking? If a guy blows a big horn in the, wo- in the woods or the mountains, does anyone hear him? Well, now they do with Ricola. They are back. That's right. You thought they were a cola. Nope, they're a lozenge. You, you put them in your mouth, and man, mm, it's in my mouth right now, and my throat no longer feels like a sandy sock that hurts. It uh, feels like I've thrown Vaseline down there in the best possible way. I'm going off script, but I got to tell you, Ricola, you know, you got those uh, German roots, but we forgive you. All is forgiven because now I can scream from the the Alp tops. Woohoo, Ricola! I forget what they what what they they say say the jingle here. I forgot how Ricola uh, goes. The jingle used to just be Ricola. Oh, that's um, right, that's right. Yeah, but now Pat and you have the copyright in front of you, and so do I. We can say the jingle at the same time. All right, Pat, you ready? Yep. Yep, count me down. Here we go. This is going to be tough with a half second delay, but let's try and say it at the same time. One, two, Two, three. Three. Ricola. Ricola. A really good thing for your throat. Throat. Oh, there we go. Ricola. Pat, thanks for saying it. Um, Yeah, like I said, tough to get in sync when there's a half second delay, but. You know what? We make it work. Uh, and you know what? You, you can't have a delay on your life when you're sitting at home with a sore throat. That's why you pick up a pack of Ricola. Yeah. Change your socks every day, guys, and make sure you're guzzling Ricola. Um, not only do they have lozenges, but now they have uh, kind of like they sell Ricola juice in those uh, crunk gasoline tanks, uh, cans. Um, and, you know, they are, it's not recommended but uh, they got around it by just saying that it's actual gasoline. So you can buy the special gasoline that Ricola sells at your local gas station. Um, it's not FDA approved. You're supposed to put it in your car. But if you'd like to gargle some Ricola and just throw that back, um, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel a little dirty. You're going to feel a little wrong. But your throat is never going to feel better. Ricola um, for your car, for your throat. And you can buy some new socks while you're at it. Thanks, Ricola. Ricola, get the fuel you need. Uh, I, I'm reading here that uh, there's actually been an FDA decision that says that uh, the normal limit of eight lozenges per day is actually uh, currently under review. So have Adam while you can, everyone. There is no limit on the amount of Ricolas you can take in one day. So right. start, and with, yeah, yep. start chugging them. Biden in office, you guys are, uh, they're coming for your guns and they're coming for your Ricolas. So buy your guns now, buy your lozenges now, and just have a day. 
You know what I mean? And uh, obviously, Nate, that's something you feel strongly about, and we respect, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Good for you. Um, I'm here to defend whatever, you know, I don't agree with what you believe, but I'm here to defend, you know, your right to say it. And uh, that's why we are one of those good podcasts where we're all inclusive and we, we, we garner the crowds from all walks of life and all demographics. Uh, but one thing everybody hates is a sore throat and they hate um, overreaching, overbearing governments. And uh, just get those recolas in you while you can, guys, because they're coming for them. They're coming for your recolas. Uh, down them, chug them, you know, get your gas, uh, drink your, your recola gas, fuel the, the, the need you have, and get it in there, guys, because they're coming for it. Right, right, Nate? Uh-huh. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I accidentally drank gasoline once. And as I'm thinking back to that, to that moment, that this sweet, sweet um, taste of uh, basically, I thought it was a, a water bottle, but it turned out to be full of, full of gasoline. It was just like this small. It was in a dark room, and it was just like a small water bottle with like a normal top. It turned out that if you put it in the light, it was like bright red colored, but I couldn't see that, and so it looked no difference. And I just took a swig. And um, I called poison control, and they were mostly worried that I accidentally drank antifreeze. They're like, are you sure it wasn't antifreeze? I'm like, no, it was definitely gasoline. Um, And uh, they said, don't throw up. And I'm like, well, I've already done that. And then, um, because you can't not. Um, So here's the point. When you're going to take a swig of something, really, really look at the bottle. And ask yourself, is this name brand Ricola gasoline? And if it's not, well, maybe don't take such a big swig. Because I know the next thing that Poison Control asked me was, well, if it's not antifreeze, is at least name brand Ricola gasoline? 86.5 octane. And, um, well, I said no. And... The, the the amount of um, just sort of rising concern in, um, in that person on the phone's voice, it, it really raised up. Because you know what? Ricola brand gasoline, free of harsh additives. Isn't that yeah. right, Pat? That's right. Free of impurities. The big thing about... Yeah, the Ricola Crunk Juice gasoline absolutely is unleaded. It's, you know, if you put it in your engine, it's going to run fine. Um, If you put it in your body, you're going to have a nice, uh, smooth throat, you know. None of that that sandy sock feeling that we all hate in our throat. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to give you the fuel you need for the day. It's gonna, it's gonna keep you moving, and it's gonna, you know, you're gonna be able to power through in today's world, you know, with, uh, with the FDA overreaching as they do, you know, you got to be able to take the power back, fight for your freedoms, and make sure you get as many recolas in you as you can. If you can't buy the lozenges, buy the gas, and if you, if you have to buy both of them, do it. Right. Sometimes I go across the border, you know, to Ohio. I drive down to Ohio, grab myself a log of Ricola because they sell it a little cheaper down there. So, gotta love Ohio for that. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you, Ricola. You know what they say, doomsday preppers always get three things. Get 
canned foods, get water, get your Ricolas. Hello, friends, foes, neighbors, and the like. Welcome to Is It a Hit? I'm Max. I'm here with Nate and Pat, my co-hosts. This is a podcast where we, uh, we're three friends. I just get to hang out. You know, we don't get to do that much anymore. But if we could hang out, this is what we would do. But the only thing that's different is Nate will take some time to try and illustrate what we're talking about and uh, turn our words into a song. I don't make friendships, um, Max. I make money. And you know how you make money? How? <laughs> fucking hits, Max. It's fucking hits. <laughs> We've got to get after it. The people are they're sitting Agreed. at home and they're they're rife for new content. Yeah. I agree. They hear all these top tens and they're like, yeah, right, more like top nuns. Right? Cuz they you know, they don't want to buy they don't like this song, this music anymore. People are mad. Yeah. No no one likes Whoopi Goldberg. That's why, I, that's why I don't like Top Nuns. That's right. They're, they're, people are mad these days, and they need solace. And one way to give them solace is, uh, you know, we got to give them a hit. We got to give them something to celebrate. And that's and, where uh, Nate comes in. Yeah. And then once Nate's done performing his song, uh, Pat and I will take the time to review it and uh, answer that uh, eternal question. Is it a hit? Uh, his uh, hit rate's been pretty good so far i think we're at four out of six hits right maybe three out of three uh which you know as anyone who's ever uh made an album before looking at you fred durst three uh three out of uh three out of six is a uh, pretty good hit rate yeah and uh, obviously fred durst you know is our idol and we respect and love the man and uh we are trying to work as hard as he does you know he brought us puddle of mud he brought us stained you know obviously he brought us limp biscuit right i've never seen anyone wear a red hat the way he does he's just a, he's a tastemaker he's a song maker he's a king maker right and we just want to we just want to be as much like fred durst as we can and uh, that's what this out al- this the, well not the album but this is what the whole podcast is about is it's basically a love letter to fred durst i'd say to limp biscuit in general remember the scary guitarist his name escapes me, but that guy was scary. That's kind of cool. Thanks, man. Let's let's make a hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we are. Uh, last week uh, was unfortunately not a hit. Um, it was a song called "Blood," and uh, the people wanted blood in the song, but I don't think they wanted blood when they were going to their record stores. Isn't that right, Pat? <laughs> well said well said that was great yeah i think that uh what we did was we limited the release to um uh, just one release of the song we just we discussed that uh it was so they had such low demand that the only way to compensate and try to make some of our money back was to you know have a one person release and um we you know we'll continue to do that as we as we produce content for the patreons you know obviously we love you um, if you are a Patreon, you can join into the lottery 
when we do a release, uh, obviously you have to pay, you know, through the teeth, through the nose to get these singles, even if you are a Patreon. But uh, that just be that's because the song's valuable, right? We're only giving it to one person, so you'll have exclusive rights to that song. Uh, we will actually renounce all of our creative rights, and you'll actually be able to use it however you want. So it's a uh, it's a great deal for a song that no one wants. And um, if you're a Patreon, you can always jump in and uh, join the lottery and, uh, you know, throw some money down. Try to try to get some of some of these non-hits into your, uh, your you know, hipsters love one thing. And it's, it's like saying, hey, have you ever heard of this band? And being able to present music that no one's ever heard. And the great thing about Nasty Nathan Sharp songs, they've been heard by three people. Like, he hasn't even heard these songs when he performs them. So it's it's really... For hipsters, it's it's as good as it gets in terms of no one's heard this music and no one likely will in the future. So a lot of hipsters, they kind of come off the band once they gain popularity. You know, Kings of Leon were the indie sleepers when I was in high school, but then they became popular. And all my friends that liked Kings of Leon said, they sold out, they're making money, and they kind of they left them. But that's something you'll never have to worry about with nasty Nathan Sharp songs. They are not popular now. They won't be popular when you buy them. And they will never gain popularity. So if you take that to your hipster friends and you show them, hey, you've never heard this song and you'll never hear this song and it will never get any radio time play, you basically got the perfect storm of hipster music. So come on, join the Patreon and throw down those those ducats because you want the hardest like music to find possible the most obscure the the worst music you can hear all these things are what hipsters love and uh don't you don't you forget it uh that's that's uh that's from us and is it is it a hit to you the hipsters in your tight pants and flannel that's what about this that's hot pat here's here's (laughs) what here's what you're reminding me of see listen I'm going for staying power. And do you know what has staying power? You're saying so, sting power? I'm talking about staying the power. Stained, We're off of staying. I can't do this power. tantra. The power, yeah. This tantra is it's not. You are power. on the outside. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I was listening to a uh, to a song the other day and it, it touched me. Um touched me good. And it was about staying in it. It was about it was it was about keeping up the fight. And I, I'm gonna this is gonna be off air, but we're people here. We're talk. We'll, we'll start talking about it here. But I need you to listen to this song, people. We're st- uh, what, how do you know that song? Because it's a montage song from the 80s. Yeah, but like... You got the it, touch? Yeah, it's the touch. That's almost it's, a Frank Stallone hit. Well, it's, I mean, the <laughs> guy almost, looks a lot yeah. like Frank you Stallone, but he's not Frank Stallone. <laughs> he's someone else. Uh, he's Frank Stallone. You've, so, wait a Max, I mean, have you ever heard the touch? You're, an, you're a movies person. I've heard that song, but I don't think I've heard it while watching a movie. Really? I never, I've definitely never seen Iron Eagle. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies, but I've definitely heard that song. Wait a minute, you've Who never seen that? Cobra? I've seen Cobra. Great movie. Aside, yeah, here's my point. That movie sucks. My, we don't I guess my point with that. this is, um, after after last week, I'm thinking how uh, 
a hellscape might not be what people are going for when they're thinking hits. Right. I'm starting to think that what people want to talk about is, um, you know, people want to be inspired. They want to get touched. <laughs> people that. are ready for it. You know, they want that touch. I guess I did talk about how I had a hole right through me in the last episode, and I was willing to feel anything as long as it was, you know, made me feel better. Watching people movie, get eviscerated. Does that movie have a montage in it, Tombstone? Tombstone? Uh, montage? I don't know. What's your favorite no. movie montage? Ooh, favorite movie montage. Let's think about this. I, you know, Rocky Four is a good one. When he's in the when he's in the the barren wastes of yeah. the uh, the Arctic, there meat punches uh, up midway up a mountain. Then, like it's it's funny because like you got the Russians doing all the. T- it's a, it's weird that he like for some reason just like disavows technology entirely. At the start of the movie, he's got a robot butler. Um, that no one talks about. Yeah. Um, Drago's playing playing chess to train. Yeah, and like drag. So yeah, that, I thought that was good. I, like, I did enjoy that. Montages when done well, they can they they can be pretty good. Yeah, uh, my favorite is, uh, and I've I've thought about this before. Uh, is definitely from School of Rock. You ever see that one? Oh yeah, yeah, that one's a real good one. Uh, it's it's really well like like paced and the timing of like the music to what's going on on the screen is like very well done. Uh, I've watched it a lot of times. What song I've, are they playing every, in that? Every, uh, they're playing uh, that uh, song by the Ramones. Uh, uh, My brain is hanging upside down. I think is what it's called. Bang. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, just like the way that they get like every because there's like 20 students in this class, and I think it covers all of them. And he's teaching all of them like a very specific thing, and it's it's just very efficiently made, and it just it just pops like as soon as it starts, it's like at a hundred percent and it goes, you know, it's like a, it's like a 45 second montage and it's just very effective. And, uh, the mute, like I said, the music cues are really good in it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I guess the only thing I have against montage music in a, com- a completely audio, uh, audio medium that it's tough to do montages without visuals right but that's not no that well, it, it that's is but problem here the, i don't i yeah, never need to see to whatever movie this touch song is to yeah. know like you become the montage when you're listening to these music it's it's about you know the montage is you it's your life you know, I think you got a line there. Become the montage. I think Become you got something the there, big guy. Montage. Yeah, but the uh, but remember, like, re- like the the song, the montage song, referencing the fact that it's a montage song. I think it's been done. Yeah, so, by the South Park guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so right. Be careful. We got to yeah. be careful. Can't. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to be uh, derivative, right? We can't be derivative. Yeah. Now, the people want montage. You got the touch could mean anything, right? You got the touch means anything. You could put that with anything. You got robots doing push-ups. You got a kid learning music, right? You got you know Tyler Durden building bombs out of soaps. You know, I don't. Does that movie have a montage? I don't think. No, it does. but it could. That's what I'm saying. It, you yeah. know, 
What there are, is what a montage other... in Fight Club, but it's when he's like traveling. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. just, that's more of like a, like a, like a hot fuzz type. Not really a montage, just like a lot of quick cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what what are the famous montages out there? I mean, you got you know Push to the Limit and Scarface. That's a pretty famous one. Um, what are the montages we got? Talked about. Mm-hmm. Nate, I'm you, yeah, you brought you brought up montages, and uh, there's one at the very beginning of the movie King Kong. I remember that I I was like, man, a movie that starts with a montage is a really bold choice for Peter Jackson. But it starts with just like a whole bunch of shots of poverty. Yeah, and and King Kong doing push ups and punching. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just getting ready to impress a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Climbing stuff, yeah. Swatting at fake biplanes, yeah. I can't believe they used "I Have the Tiger" for that one too. That was weird. It's not even yeah. a tiger. Right. He's more of like a great ape. Yeah. You know? But um, there's also like a like I feel like in Top Gun probably has a a montage, uh, right? Probably. I'm assuming uh, at some point. Yeah. I feel like that movie. What's the other movie with Tom Cruise where he's uh, fighting robots and keeps dying and coming back the same day? It's Groundhog Day with aliens and shooting. Uh, yeah, that's uh, called The Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, basically a montage of the entire movie. Uh, I don't think that's true, <laughs> but uh, yes, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. That was pretty good. The movie's I, pretty good. You should I, just make a song about Edge of Tomorrow. No, I that, I did not like that movie. What? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't uh, like it. Well, um, Nate, have you I, seen I like, that movie? I like this idea, though. So, here's the, the... What you're saying is, watch a movie, make a montage for that movie, Stan Bush style, or make a song for that movie, then like Stan Bush did, sell it to okay. a different movie. So, all right. So, yeah. is that what we should do now? Is like I'll pick the movie that you should make it for, and then Pat will make the movie that it's actually for. But then we have to actually make the montage, which I don't think we should. But maybe we could just no. We don't have to make the montage. The, you know, the people are the yeah. montage. They hear it. I'm just Let's trying just decide, to sell this montage. Yeah. I think it's we should maybe we should just like to put it in your head. Like at some point, we should decide. We have to do it now. What movie? That may not have a montage in it, but if it was cut by a different editor, would have a montage, and then we should make the music for that montage. Ooh, I like it. Seven were, were there with uh, with uh, what's his face? You know, making all of his devious plans. Kevin Spacey and all were there boy, with Kevin all the boys. Yeah, and he's like, he's making all. Of, he's like, oh yeah, I'll make him fuck someone to death. Here we go, and then it's just like a montage. Have been like, you got the touch, and he's like. <laughs> Sewing all the leather together with that like scary uh, dick uh, uh, dick knife thing, and he's like, "You got the feeling," and he's like, and uh, he's what, "What was my together. what was my teacher's name from the last episode?" Oh, what was Fuck. your teacher's name? Yeah, Dick Army. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was this episode. If I'm being honest, no, I think it was last. I think it was last week. Well. I've forgotten. I'm not taking good notes. I'm sorry, Max. Ah, I was like trying to think of another. Like, what's his daughter's name? And it was like Veronica something. I couldn't remember his, his last name. Fuck. 
Well, uh, anyway, um, all right. So, what? Do, how does that sound, Nate? I think that sounds good, but I need to know what movie I'm making the montage. That's if I'm making the montage yeah. for seven. I can't make a montage from oh. seven. I'm sorry, Pat. I I don't have that in me. I don't. You know, yeah, you I do. say that people want blood, but I'm too soft for that. I want the touch. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's and that's fine. Uh, that was just you know I think Pat trying to think outside the box, kind of like what's like, in like, the box? Hood. Yeah, in the box. <laughs> Outside the box, unlike <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Spoiler alert. She's, she's got a box. Um, oh, yikes. And she's making, like, money making candles off of it. Yeah. Um, Goop. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is what I'd say. I think the, the angle here, I, I, we could say try to make a, a, um, a montage about this movie or try to make a montage about that movie. But, you know, the thing about hits the thing about you got the touch is you got the touch was general enough so that it could be used in multiple movies. It went from being a movie about some guy with an Uzi, um, a movie about a robot planet kills Optimus prime and voiced <laughs> by Orson Welles. You know what I mean? Oh so, yeah. That's his last movie. I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is, is I think we should maybe brainstorm some phrases that could be used Generally, like you got the touch, and they'd apply to many things. So, okay, all right, yeah, motivational phrases, kind of things, affirmative. Well, yeah, I mean, bland. You know, the the more general, I'd say, the better. Mm. You got the touch. What's that mean? So, yeah, son. I I was. I was thinking of some other things that could be montages, but uh, but a montage is supposed to be like a, like a series of of images and, and scenes that like show the passage of time, right? Yes. Like so, it's not something where there's like climactic music playing and then you're like going back and forth between two parallel storylines, right? Right. It's just like okay. We gotta I go... was thinking of that part at the end of uh, What Hot American Summer, where that weird kid is like summoning the powers but then there's like other things happening around the camp that's not a montage just no. to be clear okay no. yeah it's, it's passage of time is key got it i would say i would say montages in in the more you know in in our day and age we associate montages with something as like growth also yeah. definitely a passage of time but it's like you you don't want to spend the majority of the movie watching uh, a karate kid learn to kick correctly you want to have him already have that skill right yeah so you want like to wait and learn how to do it in the shortest possible yes. time because right. it's not interesting okay right. so what yeah. about like uh you know lyrics like uh uh you know uh so in that one they're in uh the first thing that made me think of it was that part in america out american summer was like higher and higher that's also an yellow song, but it's not that. <laughs> Take it higher and higher. But higher is a great word. Fantastic yeah, higher, word. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good do idea. Do it forever. Yeah. Do it forever. Um, what about uh, if you can't do it again? <laughs> yeah. What about uh, keep on growing, baby? You know, <laughs> wait, was that also Fred Durst? 
keep on growing, baby. You know what know time what it is. I, I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. Keep on time growing, on. baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> move in now, move out. Hands up the hands down. These are all good. Growing, 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 growing. Growing, growing, growing. Yeah. Um I do think no, that you I know could... y'all be loving this growth right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could grow stuff. I think grow stuff is a pretty good phrase. Oh. You got grow stuff. You got do it all for the growth. Uh, yeah. Don't, yeah, I think don't stop is really good. Um, <laughs> never stop. Never stopping is a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. Um. You know, I think any any song that demands you throw your hands in the air, I think that's pretty good. Reach for the energy. Yeah, center yourself. Write that one down, Nate. Center yourself sounds like a good one. Uh, just as a coach, speaking as a coach, you know, one of my favorite bland coachisms is uh, keep your hips low. It's just a general <laughs> thing you can yell that no one really questions, but it doesn't really make a ton of sense when you think about it. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. So yeah. do you have anything that you could just kind of musically put, you know, keep your hips low to? What about uh, what about that song about feeling a little poke coming through? Right. Feel, yeah, get your poke going through. You guys That's are getting your, Did you ever really listen to the, uh, the you're, you're back to the growth. We got the growth <laughs> lines <laughs> yeah, down. <we> <laughs> So here's the other thing the other thing about about a good inspirational song, you know, that you can really grow to, yeah. you know, get it on and grow to. Here's the thing. You need challenges. People they need there sure. there has to be a challenge to be overcome. Yep. That's true. Yeah. So you want to crash through the table of mediocrity. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Or like uh control the means of production. Yeah, we can control those sound? means of production. That's that's a good. Yeah. yeah. How about yeah. kick a kick oppression in the nuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Curb stomp racism. Uh. How about uh death to haters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just uh, a phrase. Get him. He's different. No, no. What about dropkick ISIS? Ooh, we got, all <laughs> that's right. Good, that's it. We're back in, and we're back into the real ideas. Dropkick ISIS. Yeah, but it's too, that's about, too on the uh, nose. It's too generic. Thirty years from now, we okay. could be allied with ISIS in the fight against someone else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Times that change. Seems like how it's um, Ooh, what about what about tell the devil no thanks? <laughs> I like that. That's that a good weird. one. Yeah. Um. What about uh, peer pressure your friends into being nice? How's that one? I think you're really okay. losing it here, Pat. Matt's like eight. I think Matt's that's a is good about sentiment. eight for ten on things that I he said and I've written down. You're about uh, <laughs> two for sixteen. It's all right. You got to swing. You know what I you mean. Got, you got to swing. Yeah, you gotta swing. Swing away. That's oh, what they you always tell me. Swing, Pat. You're you're What about uh what, what about crash through the darkness and <laughs> into the sun? Yeah, that's pretty good. 
But um, hey, hey, Nate, did you write that one down? Uh, I wrote "Crash Through the Darkness" down. Into the sun. <laughs> Wait, that one, yeah. All right, I'll write down into the yeah, sun. What about this one? You know, heart of darkness, hands of steel. That's getting written down. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um. Uh, what about? Uh, shit. I think I'm. I think I'm out. It's okay. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot to work, and you want yeah. to be as vague as possible. Max, when you it's think like, you're you gotta out, do, you just gotta out. stay in. Uh, that doesn't work. I was yeah. gonna say you gotta keep pumping, but that sounded too um. You know. All right. What about uh? What about my crippling addiction to opiates will never keep me down. That one's pretty good. I like that. It's like this, the movie isn't about that at all. It's like, wait, is the, that guy addicted to opiates, but he's like functioning still? Like they never bring it up, but the whole song is about how he loves heroin. Yeah. Uh, and the guy keeps sneaking off to the bathroom. Yeah. Like yeah. they never address it. Yeah. And the song the song's <laughs> like, this is for the movie American Sniper. But you're watching like Barney and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I think, you know, what's what's another general, you know, I do like bland general coachisms where they're just yeah. like wild, like nonsense optimism. I think that's pretty good. One of the things I like to say at work is uh, we're really doing it. I just kind of <laughs> throw that out there to people like it sounds like it's a it sounds like it's a it's a in a positive affirmation, right? Where someone's like, hey, we got those reports in. And I'll just be like, we're really doing it, Tina. You know? And just let her know we're really doing it. Or, hey, we got those, you got those, all those, all those, pro- those things are all processed, Pat. And I'm like, hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. We're really doing it, guys. We're really doing it. And people, I think they understand it means nothing. But they like it. So maybe try, we're really doing it. And that's also a nice saying because you can kind of take it a million different ways. Yeah. And at the end you can go, we've done it <laughs> by Jove. We've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any like uh, historical and like a, uh, like uh, motivational quotes that we could also include in there? Like any Teddy Roosevelt quotes that we could put in a song or any, like any princess die quotes. Yeah. So, like, I mean, really, you know, hit a lot of, uh, a lot of different people who have posters on their wall of uh, things to like reach your greatness. Yeah. If you have, stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. Now have great enthusiasm. Nothing great was accomplished without. Nothing great was accomplished without great enthusiasm. You know stuff like that. Only do have, have your, your eyes heart on the tells you princess die. Oh, your <laughs> heart's an idiot. This is the thing that I don't like. Is people they write a lot of songs about their heart like listening to the heart you know who's an idiot your heart your heart's dumb yeah. don't listen to your heart well i it's impulsive the only, one, wrong. the only one i can get behind is that song hungry heart because my heart pretty hungry yeah. yeah there's also hungry eyes that's a weird one yeah hungry eyes i don't understand how you have hungry eyes yeah also private eyes but i guess that makes sense when you're thinking about like I, I've hired a detective to follow you. 
Private eyes are watching you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, Hall and Oates knew what they were doing. Just watch. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them in concert within the last like six years. Yeah. Does uh, Oates sing to... anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. Does he does he have his own solo songs or no? Uh, yeah, but they always suck. It's like adult education and stuff. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, get your GED if you can. That'll increase your monthly minimum wage. I think he also does that. It's like M E T H O D O F L O V E. It's better than modern love. I hate that song. Yeah, that song sounds bad. Yeah. So you get a lot of options here. Yeah, I mean, like, what about what about like, you know, when they say your goal is dumb, you you can only succeed. You've got your thumb, da 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 da, thumb on the button. Got a grip on your thumb on the button. Yeah. You know, we can really uh. Make it stupid. I like the idea of like having quotes, like taking quotes too far. Never give up. Never quit. Even if the race is over and you've won, just keep running. And then that's like, quote, Pete Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think you got enough there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you What do you think? Is this a good base? I mean, we've, we've kind of more just yet. Yeah, Giving right. you, uh, you know, a lot of catchphrases, a lot of hooks. What we really need, I just need uh, a list of inspirational yes, movies to watch five minutes of, like from from you. Like I've watched Cliffhanger. I watched the last thirty minutes of that great movie, and uh, did, I felt did you really like inspired. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to. Did you like steal it? a bunch of money and run off into the woods? Did, yeah, a lot did of people you like, know. Did you like it? I, I loved know if you it. Liked it though. Loved did you? It. I. I I watched it recently and uh, couldn't get behind it. Did not like it. I was surprised. I remember liking it when I saw it maybe 12 years ago. But I watched it like a month ago and it's... I, I, I hated it. I hated it so much. I mean, it takes a lot yeah, of explaining. That's why I like it's just, it. It's just strange that that movie exists in the same universe as Third Rock from the Sun. Like, I, I just can't get behind the fact that those are the same universe. It's very strange. Yeah, I tried to show my wife third rock from the sun and i remember i was like honey i really like this when i watched it 15 years ago and then as i said then i'm like oh shit it's not gonna hold up and then we started watching one i'm like oh crap it didn't hold up i think i just didn't pick a very good one i didn't pick one where where uh john lithgow was like really over the top because i think that's the best stuff yeah um but uh it uh yeah it, it, i didn't pick a very good one apparently uh, who's that one guy french with the, Fre- with the french stewart french stewart there it is yeah. Yeah, his eyes were pretty closed. Yeah, that <laughs> callback. He was in uh, Home Alone Four. Really? Yeah. Is he the kid? <laughs> no, he's the mom. Uh, okay, Kevin. He does that I well. Can't, I can't believe I left my kid at home. That's my first impression. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys could see this, his eyes are so closed. I am uh, squinting Max. like squinting like Trump at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do I miss him? Right, yeah. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh Damn. well, let me save us from that. What about the lyric? Uh, Keep your eyes on the sun. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, let's. What if? What if all the lyrics the were just terrible advice? 
Put your hand on the stove to see if it's hot. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? Uh, Go into the bathtub so you can listen while you soak. Buy that extended warranty on your refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are uh, all good. These are all good lines. I like that there's some things that you like. Some of those things are things that you know you teach kids not to do at a very young age. Like you know, don't freaking toast bagels while you're taking a shower. But uh, you know, have to learn the hard way though. Yeah. You never like no. Don't worry. Hey, let the, the kid buy way. the extended warranty on the refrigerator. It has to learn sometime. <laughs> My kid's an idiot. Can you believe that he bought an extended warranty on our fridge? I mean, he's going to be paying that money off. It's just a waste of money. That thing's not going to go bad. Yeah, my parents and my in-laws both, like, cannot stop talking about how much they use their extended warranties on stuff. And I'm like, man, maybe I should get that extended warranty. But then I remembered they're old. Yeah. that's if Consider this, that if you're talking about extended warranties, that's, like, where is that in our in, – in, like, in the – in the queue of things that are interesting to talk about or bring up, where is extended warranties on yours? Because for me, it's pretty low, except for yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's getting a lot of, a lot of material. Um, I uh, yeah, definitely low. Uh, I, I mean, I've thought about it before things, but it's usually when I'm asked, "Do you want this extended warranty?" I never think about it because I always say no. Yeah, right. Well, sometimes it's for weird stuff where it's like. Stuff that's like designed to be like thrown away, you know, it's like yeah. extended warranty on just like a piece of trash. Like, yeah, gonna throw it away immediately. Would you like to buy an extended warranty? No. Uh, I used to. Uh, I used to work at a uh, at a uh, uh, you know Midwest uh, uh, small pl- uh, pl- pl- appliance store. Uh, you know, don't want to say them because I don't want to name drop them, but you know. You guys will figure out who it is. It's got three letters, and it's a warehouse. Um, and uh, worked uh, worked there um, in high school, and uh, I was a small appliance salesman, which is like computers, vacuums, phones, and shit like that. Oh. And uh, there was like this weird like pr- protection plan thing that we could sell to people, but the way that we always did it was like, I think I was like encouraged to like, oh if you look at the price like that I could lower this to and make the same amount of commission and then just add on this protection plan for them, like it wouldn't cost them anything. And then far down the road, I realized I was like, wait a minute, when they try to return it, they can't return the protection plan. So I was just like stiffing them out of money. And I, I didn't realize it until much later. So not a very good salesman guys. Uh, I was yeah. like, you were a great salesman. If you, you got them to do that. Well, I did because I just did. I just lied to him. But, you know, uh, yeah, that was uh, made me realize how little I like sales. I don't like talking to people I've never met before and trying to get them to do things. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm somewhat personable, but it's usually when I just want to, like, talk to people about, you know, small. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting better at small talk, but I think I'm just, if I'm comfortable around someone, then I can, like, talk to them about you know, anything really, but I don't like the idea of like, I'm only talking to you to benefit. From this so you could, you could, what you're saying is that you could sell 
a product to a friend or a family member? Uh, I, I, I could if I like had that thing and really like care about it. Like my have I are... got an opportunity for you, Max? <laughs> my, my, uh, like my parents want to get YouTube TV, and I feel very strongly about Ooh. YouTube TV. As someone that Four accidentally again. got a month of YouTube Four. TV, do not get YouTube TV. You don't. Oh, so you don't like it? Okay, it's... I. What I use it for, and it's I like it a lot. I've been buying the YouTube porn package. Have you guys been getting into that? Yeah, RedTube. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's like all the porn on the internet. It's pretty nuts. Uh, great. Well, uh, I'm glad you had to pay for that, which is weird. I don't have to. I just feel like you know I've been using it my whole entire life. Feel like I finally should give back. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, you are a man of the people. Yeah. I just want to feel given back. I just don't want to. I don't want to take my whole life. You know, I'm getting to the age where it's. You know, I'm getting on my own two feet. I've got my own podcast for God's sakes. You know, so just feel like you know it's the right thing to do. I'm this, surprised you know, that there isn't like a Spotify thing. You know what I mean? This is all right. Maybe this will go up. It will mark this one for yeah. deletion. But yeah. I am surprised <laughs> that, like, think about people sign up for, like, you know, Disney Plus, and they might just watch the Star Wars, you know? Think about huh? how many more minutes the average American consumes pornography than Star Wars. And they're paying out. Yeah. You're paying a paying a an arm and a leg for more Star Wars. Not paying a I'm dime watching porn for right more now. pornography. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think about the production value. What was the first time you guys saw somebody um, watching pornography on their phone? Do you guys remember that moment? That when you were like, whoa. Bizarre. Yeah, because it was, it was in a public place. <laughs> yes, oh. I was on a bus too. I, I, I saw never... a guy watching porn on a bus. I was like, what the hell, dude? I've never seen it in the wild before. Good for you, uh, there's, a good, there's a good plot, plot point in that movie Donjon, where he's watching porn, and then a girl comes up and starts talking to him, and she's like, "Excuse me, were you watching porn?" And it's like, you know, she's like, "I don't care anything. I was just wondering." I was what like, "I don't say? think that's." He's like, "No," but he definitely was. Um, Pat, do you yeah, like incessantly clicking before, but... your pen? Yeah, I do. That's why I don't have any clicking pens i will i will flick i i do this spin thing uh. with my fingers i'll spin a spin a a, a uh, pen around in my fingers and i'll pretend like i'm a drummer you know like oh, there you go. like the this, guy in golden you know, this pen. Yeah, yeah but he does it cooler click click yeah. click click yeah and his and his name is alan cumming yeah so that's, that's true right. Yeah, he made this. Uh, I am invincible. He made this. Uh, he made this great joke uh, in his mo- SNL monologue in like the uh, early '90s or maybe late '90s when he was talking about like how how Liza Minnelli has her own one woman Broadway show coming out and it's called Minnelli on Minnelli. I'm doing the same thing and it's called Coming on Coming. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've always remembered that joke. I saw it when I was like 10. I'm like, I just learned about that. You were like, wordplay. 
Is yeah. is Alan Cumming the same guy that was in um, Romeo and Michelle? No, that's Tim Tim Ross, maybe. Or I confuse those two so much. I think it's because they have crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, yeah, Alan Cumming was in like uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, he's yeah. the Post-it guy. Yeah. He's no, he's not the Post-it guy. Post-it guy's made up. He's, but he's the other inventor. He's the rich one with the sneaker empire. Aha. That was that Alan was the Cumming first positive. That was the first like R-rated movie that I like got obsessed with, and like oh, watched I'm... a whole bunch of times. I just really liked that movie. It just it was at my grandma's house when uh she had Encore back when Encore was this this uh this channel that. It was called Encore because it would just show the same movies, the same four movies over and over for a week. And yeah, it was a terrible idea and it's not that anymore. But back then I was like, oh, so I know that it's going to be on at my grandma's house. And then if I stay up for six more hours, I can watch it again later. And I really like I really like that movie. I I don't know what it was. Just like the, the weird humor in it just like really struck me as like very smart <laughs> when I was uh, 13 years old. Yeah. I, I never watched that movie because I remember my mom being like, I loved Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. I remember being like, that's going to be a, a dumb movie then. You didn't like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can definitely like say that it's very dumb, but it's, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. That one, that's the one with, um, it's got the girl from friends, right? Yep. Courtney Cox. And then who's the other girl? Uh, Mira Sorvino. Sorvino. That's Quentin Tarantino's wife, right? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Might be. Uh, actually, might. Yeah, I don't know. You so wait a minute. Me. Are you saying that that Look movie was rated R? I thought it was yeah. just sort of like. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of swearing. A lot oh. of swearing. I remember that Lisa Kudrow yeah. needed a back brace. Yep, yep, and the people would stick magnets to it. That's mature content right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that movie was great. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, not sure if there was a montage, but there's a real long extended dream sequence. They so, dated. They dated. Yeah, Mir Servino, yeah. Man, Mir Servino is as attractive as Quentin Tarantino is hard to look at. They are like opposite ends of the spectrum there but holy cow yeah well you know both oscar winners so that's cool did you win an oscar for reservoir dogs i mean not reservoir dogs the other one the replacement <laughs> killers ah oh, man i killed the joke she was no. tim cook <laughs> tim, yeah. tim cook you mean t- tim apple <laughs> she was tim apple <laughs> oh i miss tim apple uh no i Mir Sorvino won an Oscar for a movie called Mighty Aphrodite, and it was a Woody Allen movie. So, hasn't aged well. Yeah. Also, it was one of Woody Allen's not good movies. That's, uh, yeah. that's the thing. But he's, he's, really good at, he's really good at getting people Oscars for acting, while also <laughs> making terrible movies. Yeah, his movies are tough to watch sometimes. But Yeah. Annie Hall, yeah. great. Bananas probably good when I saw it when I was like 12 and it had Howard Cosell in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also remember liking Matchpoint, but I don't know. 
I think these are all unpopular opinions these days. <laughs> well, we've really turned this podcast into a movie podcast. Um, Nate, do you have everything you need in terms of uh, you know fodder for your your I next montage? Absolutely, song? everything I need. And uh, oh, yeah. Annie Hall has that really good montage where they're like playing with the lobster, right? And then the they make, doing push-ups, and, and then they make fun of it in uh, what, Twenty Two Jump Street. So watch those two movies. That's some good inspiration ones. Annie Hall, Twenty Two Jump Street. I think both there's, of those movies are on my never watch list. What? Yeah. No, no, no fly list for for movies. Uh, we've already been through this. I have a no fly list. It's ten movies long, and it's malleable. All right. Well, I, th- I think I think you have what you need, right? All right. Got well, what I need. let me. Uh, Thank the Patreons one last time. We can do an update before we, we cut here. Can we call uh, them wanna... Pat- Patreons? Patreons, yeah. We'll call you're, you... Pat. you're Pat. Yeah. Just want to let you guys know the Patreons over and Patreon. I uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah, you keep throwing down money. Obviously, we need that. Um, we're, we you know we discussed this a couple weeks ago. We're bad with money, um, and we, we don't really know how to save it. Um, so just keep throwing money at us. Uh, the content is subpar. We agree. We're sorry. If we get more money, we could just make more of it. And uh, we don't think we're ever going to improve the quality, but we do have an opportunity to just make more. Um, it's a simple <coughs> rule. It's, uh, it's, you know, quantity over quality. That's pretty much what all podcasts are, right? I mean, listen to, you know, Hardcore History. That shit is, it's just like, he, is this guy ever going to shut up? What? What? This guy's talking. Dan Carlin, come on, man! Like, I've I've listened to things. I, I just can't believe how much history there is. Right? It's just like, man, enough. You know, I've heard you talk about World War One, World War Two. It's like, geez, oh, Pete, is this guy ever going to stop using sources? And I'm here to say, if you Patreon with us, we will never once review things and look things up and give you facts. That's not our style. We're going to go off the cuff. We're going to hear what somebody thinks, not what's, we're, we're, this is what we feel, right? And that's what really what we're, we're against, you know, we uh, trying to, trying to curtail our life to reality when reality doesn't agree with how we feel. That sounds awful, right? And, and you guys know that and we know that and we're here to make you feel better. We are the balm to soothe the reality that you live in and we're never going to bring you down with facts or science or history or knowledge. We're just going to throw whatever we can at you and you're going to eat it up for wild amounts of money on Patreon. And we appreciate it. Um, A lot of you are saying, you know, you wish you had a bigger community. You wish that we interacted with our community in any way. And I got to say, that sounds awful. Um, trying to direct you guys on the Patreon, trying to direct how you guys talk on YouTube comments. I'm not going to be the the sheriff in town, right? I don't care what you think, and I don't want to fight for what you guys believe in or anything like that. I, I just want your money, right? But I do agree that we could have a bigger community. And to that end, we've started doing a flyer distribution where we're flying over um, populated areas and we're just dropping leaflets. And um, we were told that this was illegal and we were told that this was a fire hazard and we did it anyway. Um, We have started several wildfires in California. Um, We are sorry about that. We were warned, but again, feelings over facts. Um, We really felt like we could get, there's a lot of people that are just kind of like living 
um, not in housing, you know, people without houses in LA right now. And we just thought we could get a lot of those people to listen to our podcast. So we just really covered the area with leaflets. Um, we really kind of put a lot of stuff in the, in the Hollywood Hills there. Um, again, you know, there was, there's a lot of people doing gender reveal parties and they just, they just caught on to our leaflets and man, it just started a bunch of fires and we're really sorry, but you know, it's good to see our name in the news. It's good to see people say, Hey, you know, the, is it a hit podcast is claimed another life. You know, it's just, you know, any news is good news. And, uh, we're proud to have our name on that. We're proud to, um, be associated with these wildfires. We would love to, you know, sweep across this nation and, and get and gather, you know, a, a fleet and a flock of people that listen to this podcast. So thank you for your money. You know, we're throwing it into leaflets very hard. Um, the, uh, the EPA is, is kind of is fighting back, but uh, you know, the regulations they've been worn back so far that it'll be months before they can actually legally stop us. So we appreciate you guys. Um, just like the Ricola, get in on those leaflets while you can, because eventually they're going to force us to stop. But um, yeah, keep coming to the Patreon. You know, be a patron. Um, you know, make those comments in the YouTube. You know, anything goes. We're not going to. We're not going to regulate anything any of you say. Um, you guys, you know, laissez-faire, as they say. You know, come for the the week podcast and stay for the hatred in the forums, and in the comments. Right, Nate? Damn it, Pat. I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> ah, crap. I was really zoning out there for a while, just yeah, that really was, imagining uh, the carnage that was caused of, by all those our, leaflets. I and... subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Well, thank you for listening to Is It a Hit, guys. Max, you want to take us out, buddy? Uh, yeah, uh, well, we, uh, are going to take a break here and, um, we are going to, uh, let Nate, uh, stew on this for a little while, think about the movies that he wants to, uh, you know, tell in a more succinct way for us, uh, find a way to inspire us and, uh, maybe just, uh, get us to keep those eyes on the sun for, uh, for once in our lives. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, we'll, uh. We'll take a, take a break and we'll see what uh, what Nate puts together for us. All right, we're back from commercial. We uh, and I think Nate had some time to think about a think about a song, you know, throw a ditty together for us. And uh, yeah, we're excited to hear it. Uh, I really enjoy talking about montages and Frank Stallone and and uh, what else did we get in there? Some good stuff though. I yeah, loved it. I mean, if you um, if you wanted to, you know, get some extra points by referencing, you know, Crunk Juice, Rico La Crunk Juice. If you want to get some extra points, you know, get some extra monies on the side by throwing in some Rico La Crunk Juice. That'd be that'd be nice. We could get a little extra money, but no pressure if not. Yeah. I think the Big ideal fan. scenario is if you were able to do product placement within this montage song. So yeah, we could then I sell think, it to a movie and a product. Yeah, I think I think we need to start actively trying to shoehorn product placement into our songs and just get another double dip is what I think we should be doing here. You know what I mean? I like we're making right. money on the podcast, we're making money on the singles. 
We're getting mean? screwed here. So, yeah. How are like, we, not we triple monetizing? Songs? Triple monetize. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. So vertical integration. Yes, exactly. We need we need to be synergistic, guys. All right. And I know I said that to you before I kissed you last time I saw you, Max. And it doesn't mean the same thing in this context. But what we need to do is we just need to make sure you know everything's locked in place. You know, we're holding each other and looking each other in the eyes and just make and making eye contact and kissing each other on the mouths. Maybe it does make the same sense as last time I saw you. Yeah, speaking of kissing each other on the mouth, how about Nate kisses us on the ears with his song? Perfect. All right. We're patching you guys in. We're patching you into some solid montage. Everyone just just hold tight. Nate, I'm dying to know what's this song about. All right. So we were talking. You know, we were talking, talking about inspiration. And we were talking about y'all threw out, I'm not going to lie, you threw out some great lines. But I'm not going to also lie, I don't think I really used them. And if I did, I really had to try to adapt them and shoehorn them in because they were a little rough around the edges. But here's what, here's what we're working with here, people. We were thinking about inspiration. And what I was really thinking is I wanted to write a song for the, uh, for the Ivan Dragos of the world, for the Borgovs of the world. You know, a song for the Yeah, those guys need help. They keep losing in the finale. They always lose in the finale, but they're going to get it, you know? They're they're getting into it. Yeah. So, I was yeah. I wanted to try is to it, write a song a for them. Is a montage for the for the villains? No, it's not a montage for the villains. It's just a montage for, you know, people fighting for the people. You know? <laughs> okay. uh, right. You might call them antagonists. Yes, but it's it's more a song Listen, and I tried to I'm trying to keep this as vague as possible, but this song is absolutely I'm writing the theme song for the communist antagonists. That's what I want. That's I can't wait. exactly who I want this song to be for. But you've got to keep in mind, Pat, I'm keeping this as ambiguous as possible. Unless anyone listens to this podcast, they're just gonna think that this is a song about them. But explicitly, this is a song about Borgoff and ballerinas that started at like fetal ages. That's what I want. Right. Because they worked stuff. hard for it. They worked Black very Widow, hard for it. Yeah. Uh, Black Swan. That's right, the movie well, you're cool. thinking of. Good movie. I'm never watching yeah, that, that one nope, again. Nope, nope. Different movie. But keep going. All right. Keep going. Here we go. Five, four. Yeah, you'll get it. It'll play. You're greased and you're ready. They've always called you a machine. Your hell escape to face You'll never know just what they mean You're like a human mirror Reflection of the people Every day it's getting clearer You're sharpening your steel You have a hole right through you And you can't get enough Ready to face the flames and the fires in your punch. You've got the boots and attitude. You're working on your hunch. You're working on your touch. You're working on your touch. Now I can't tell you you're the best. That's not up for me to say. But I know that you can do anything. And you can't walk away. 
Your body's feeling hungry It's a feeling in your guts You could control the means of oppression You could kick them in the nuts in the nuts that that was a good uh yeah uh, one of my favorite ones from uh from before so i'm glad that was in there uh real real motivate motivational to the uh to the listener to gotta the, motivate uh, the listeners to the, to the antagonist yeah you yeah i i you were singing to the uh the antagonist i think he heard you and he 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 or she wanted to kick oppression in the nuts um Dude. great job that, man. yeah yeah i was great. i was I was picturing definitely a Rocky-esque montage. Uh, everyone's sweaty. Old guys are laying on the floor yelling at Sylvester. Probably Frank Stallone with this song. Yeah, he's a Yelling at Frank Stallone. Yeah. No, he's the, he's the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a Frank and, Stallone hit. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I pictured Frank Stallone the entire time while, while listening to that song. Um <laughs> So based on that that review, I think I know which way I'm going to lead, lean once we uh, make our decisions. But uh, uh, what else did you like about that song, Pat? Yeah, I, I, I took some took some good notes here, man. I I, I laughed. I actually laughed uh, out loud uh, while I was listening to that. Really good job. You know, it's one of those songs where if you're paying attention, you get rewarded. And uh, I really liked. It. I think that the uh, audio aesthetic of that song uh, bleeds '80s. So this is the first time that oh, you've really like yeah. hit the nail on the head in terms of like, I want to make this kind of a song. And if you need us to do that, where you, you come into the episode and you say like, I want to make this kind of song. And then we just kind of have to inspire you and give you some good, like, you know, inspirational words and stuff. Like that's what we need to do. Cause this was quality stuff here. Very good job. Um, 
I liked the you got a hole right through you. I noticed that. <laughs> right. Uh, I also liked you're like a human mirror. That's pretty good. I don't know if that's uh, like, you know, <laughs> meta analysis. This is like, you know, you see the hand of the writer there, but I, I enjoyed it all the same. But uh, <laughs> what is the human mirror? Then? Is that just he's like a, a reflection of the people like all the, he's a reflection you know, of the all of Russia. See. They have their yeah. all of the whole Soviet yeah. Union. They're all about Drago. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're all about Borgov. Yeah. He is their true, perfect reflection, all in one but, human being. You know, yeah, it's a big it's deal in writing Borgoff. where you want your you want your your protagonist to be an everyman, right? You want the the reader or the viewer to put them be able to put themselves in the shoes of this person. So I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I mean, the kick him in the nuts that was great. You've got the stroke. I noticed you said keep on rolling, Johnny. That was pretty good. Even though you know, you know, all praise to uh, Fred Durst, and uh, we love you, and we just want to keep that. You know, we. Like, you know, Limp Biscuit, we love Limp Biscuit. We we also want to keep that, you know, train rolling, baby. And uh, we're doing our part, you know. If you look, if you could see a, a image of me right now, I'd have a, a red hat on. You know what I mean? I'd be looking just like Fred Dur- I'd be looking like that guy on the front of the, the, like, graffiti man with his arms crossed. I'd look like that guy. <laughs> do you want to so know what, Pat? I'm happy right now. That uh, rolling yeah. comment was completely inadvertent. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yeah. 100%. Hey, Pat, when you do, when you sing the song "Rolling," and then when he says "Keep rolling, rolling, rolling," how many hands do you use to steer the wheel? Oh, for me, I use two wheels, but two I hands. know that you can use two hands. one. Two yeah. Hands. Okay. Well, I have two wheels. I have two hands on two wheels. Do you see what I'm saying? In my head, you might look at me and think that guy's just steering one wheel with both hands. But if you actually look at how wide my arms are apart, and I'm doing this, I'm explaining this so that the viewer, the listeners can see too. I'm actually turning two separate wheels. Okay, I, I forgot that you are a part-time driving instructor, so you have the second wheel in the car. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and I'm, that's primarily the song I would listen to with um, the fourteen or fifteen-year-olds in my car when I would drive them around. Is we basically for an hour and a half we'd listen to Limp Biscuit. Now you only have to drive for an hour when you're with the kid, but I make them take another half hour so we can finish the second album. Um, that's you know kids don't <laughs> like Limp Biscuit these days. That's but, uh, that's chocolate starfish and the uh, hot dog flavored hot water. hot dog flavored water. Yeah, yeah. 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 For the, uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta get there to get to roll it. Which is the whole reason I wanted to become a uh, driving instructor. So, but yeah, two hands, two wheels. That's how I do it. How do you do it? Uh, I, uh, I, I I was a one hand man uh, until I I watched it again and uh, watched the music video again. And by George, if Fred Durst doesn't look so damn cool doing it with two hands on one wheel, not two wheels, two hands on one wheel. I want to make sure that. Yeah, I'm clear. I just, yeah. you know, I'm taking it to the next level. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he want he wants this. That's the progression, right? You start with one hand on one wheel, and two hands on one wheel, then two hands on two wheels. That just it's math. Right? I'm pretty sure that's what most of calculus is about. Never took yeah. it. <laughs> math pretty checks sure. out. Uh, yeah. So what do we say uh, on this this song? We uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards hit just because sure. I think it's marketable. I think oh, it's yeah. something that the, the list that the, if someone sees this movie, they're going to leave inspired and yep. uh, maybe saying those words at the end to themselves. Keep on going, Johnny. Uh, keep on rolling, Johnny. You know, I actually down. started rubbing baby oil all over my naked chest while I was listening to that song. Did you? I don't know if that was just me. 
but I actually like couldn't help myself. That's no, good. All out. That's the How goal. Shiny That's are important. You? I'm glistening. Oh yeah, you're probably glistening. Well, too. have I ever told you yeah. that when I was a child, I used to think that all bodybuilders were um were so let me let me take it back one step. When I would take a pee, and you know, when you're a child, sometimes you just pee on your leg. You know, a little bit gets on there, and you notice the sheen, the particular sheen that it gives your leg. So I thought that most, like, bodybuilders were just covered in urine. Um, so I've always been uncomfortable with the idea of baby oiling myself. <laughs> you just thought they were covered in piss? You just thought that these giant dudes, these, these ripped-ass dudes were just... Were they pissed on each other, or were they pissed on themselves? I thought maybe they like had like a like, you know, basically baby oil bottles full of piss. And baby oil bottles filled with urine. They emptied out the baby oil filled with piss. Man, I thought bodybuilding was homoerotic on its own. You found another level. Oh my god. Nothing wrong with it. That's pretty cool. You got if you ask me, if there was like a I don't think pissed Matt, bodybuilding I don't think, competition. I don't think there's cool. any change in the sexualization of bodybuilding if it was <laughs> baby oil or human piss. Like for most people, human piss that's not like most people aren't like Europhiles, you know? It's just a thing. It's just a tool, Pat. It would just be a tool. Just thought they were covered in piss. Yeah. That's great. Uh, uh, well, that that seems like a natural stopping point. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I will say this: this is the one thing. You know what I wanted, Porno? What do you think I wanted in the song that wasn't there? What do you think's missing from an '80s rock song? Death Race, nineteen eighty-nine. Yes. No. More comments about racing cars. Um, listen, Pat. Not gonna lie. Screaming guitar solo. Reed screaming. Okay. That's what I that's the only thing it's missing. Well we'll take it's those notes th- and uh we'll see what we see what comes up next week and maybe uh that will deserve a screaming guitar solo as well. Now look, I'm not saying that you're capable of a screaming guitar solo. Far from it actually. Far uh, well I would say is you need to find somebody to really throw in if if you ever produce this on a real level, that's what you need. You need the outro, like while you're going like keep on rolling, Johnny. Like while that's happening, like in the background, there's a real intense, like like fade out guitar solo. You know what I'm talking about? No, oh, I like that. I also, you know, during that stupid synth break for a second where we play it it sounds like uh it sounds like boring. It sounds like uh like listening to talk radio bumper music. And there's I wasn't the, bored at all. Well, that's cool. Time. But a talk radio person, they cut that out and they just have the synth solo. And that's what they use as their bumper music. And then eventually you'll get annoyed with it. Trust me. Here's the deal. Well, I can't that. wait to edit this and make a bumper out of those things. I'll say that. No, I'll give you I'll give you your own bumper, Pat. Don't worry. I got a special bumper just for you. It's a nice one. It's a nice one. Oh, yeah. This this lines up with our synergy talk. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just leading you on, Pat. Obviously, I haven't recorded a bumper. I barely yeah, recorded tease, this. You coward. You won't even let me cover you in piss. <laughs> All right, well, it's been a lot of fun this week. It was good. Good song, Nate. Great song. Uh, I think our inspirations inspired you. Our inspirational phrases inspired you because uh, 
you took them to heart and you made the right song. This is actually a meta podcast. We yeah. were the ones who were inspiring you to write the inspirational song, and I think it worked. But hits all around. Hits for me. Yeah. Hits for Pat. Yeah. Hits for Nasty Nathan Sharp. Um, we will. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Is It a Hit.